Welcome to your Mindful Hour podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Marks. I have the honor of interviewing people who are bringing meditation and mindfulness into their lives, navigating their own journey with these practices. Today on the show, I get to speak with Brittany Madrid, the host of Be Zen TV. Guys, this is an episode not to miss. Brittany is incredibly wise and shares a lot about how to find your light amidst the uncertainty and messiness of life. She says, start with your darkness to find your light. Start with the things that aren't working and everybody has a light within them, which is a gift. And it was a gift for me to have this conversation with Brittany. I hope you enjoy it and find it valuable for your own life. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm super excited and I'm feeling very grateful too that you are part of the show today. I'm super excited to learn more about you and I, I will start us off by saying how we know each other. We met at the Almost 30 podcast event that happened earlier this year in the fall over at the wonderful, beautiful Susie Batiste's house. And that was just such a magical, beautiful night. And that's where I met you. Yes, that was a great night. You know, what's crazy. I can't believe that that was already like in the fall, right? Doesn't that feel so long ago? Um, no. And, am I correct? Was it in the fall? It was like October. October, September. Yeah, like back, back then. And that was... Oh my gosh, that was the first time I was ever even introduced to Susie Batiz, knew anything about the church or what she was doing. And then you led a beautiful meditation that was amazing. It was, yeah, that was a great night. Thank wow. you. Yeah, that that whole night was, it felt very elevated. Just the energy, I think her environment is the, where she lives just evokes that. And then the people that were gathered, I think were all of like-mindedness. And of course, the Almost 30 gals were amazing, really leading and holding that space. And thank you for, for your kind words about the meditation. That was a real honor to be a part of. So yeah. And then I know you ended up interviewing Susie and I saw her, uh, your your segment that you did on BZN TV. I can't wait to dive into that, but that was a beautiful interview that you led. Oh, thank you so much. Well, what was crazy. So that night, I remember talking to my friend Valerie, who does a lot of uh, like the photos and the graphics for the TV show now. Um, and we were talking and I was like, can you imagine, Valerie, if, if we ever 
you know, did an interview here. Can you imagine if, if we ever had an episode here? And it was just like a little thought, you know, just a little, like a, a little heart whisper. And it was so amazing. We ended up actually getting the show on uh, Channel 8 shortly thereafter, a few months later. I reached out to Susie and they were just with open arms. They welcomed us, let us do the episode there, the first ever episode for the ABC affiliate in Dallas. And it was, I really do feel like it was all the energy was kind of connected to that. That night was kind of the beginning of a lot of inspiration for me personally. So it's really cool that you and I also met that night. It definitely had a ripple effect on me personally. Absolutely. And I love what you said just now about a little thought that was a heart whisper. I just feel like what a what a beautiful use of, of words where we do feel inspired that way. And I think this leads in really well into what we're, we'll be talking about today, which is being open to receiving and what meditation does to further that ability in us. And, and mm-hmm. curious to hear more about your particular practice. But before we do any of that, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you? Okay, well, I am the executive producer and host of a talk show called Be Zen TV, which is all about mind, body, spirit alignment, and it airs on the local ABC affiliate in Dallas now, and we'll be expanding to Austin Um either the end of next month or beginning of May. Congrats. Thank you. We're really excited about it. It's been so well received. And and I really think that it's been so well received because it's something that, I mean, the idea came from a very authentic uh, place within me of just like life experiences, ups and downs. And what's crazy is, you know, you hear that, there's that saying like where the crack, where you have that crack in your soul, that's like where you let the light in. Mm-hmm. Well, this show, I mean, it definitely came from the crack within my soul and just the things that I had been through in life and and wanting to create something to help other people, you know, and share things and, and continue to learn and help myself as well through this show. So we, we interview inspirational thought leaders. We like to focus on female founders as well. And, um, it's a show that really is meant to bring the female community together so that we can all learn and share experiences. And, you know, it, it gives a voice to, to females. And, and there are so many men in, in positions of power when it comes to the media and advertising and what's put out there. So the show is really from a woman's perspective and it's kind of like Oprah's super soul Sunday, but for our generation, that's the way I like to, Think of, think of it and, and tell other people about it. Oh, I think that that is a perfect way to describe it. And I have seen some of the episodes and yes, it's absolutely all of that. I can't help but wonder, because you mentioned it, this notion of, the, I love that too, the, the crack in the soul and where the light needs to come through. If you don't mind sharing a little bit, what, what was that about for you? Sure. Well, you know, with my, with my personal journey, like we all have, you know, our journeys and and the more I interview people, the more I see all of our similarities. Right. So it's like, we're all, you know, in different bodies, but we all go through like life's ups and downs and nobody escapes, you know, the, the downs as well as the ups. And, And for me, 
I went through a lot at a young age with my family of origin. There was divorce. There was a lot of uh, perfectionism. There was, it was just a lot. It was, um, I know, I knew that my family loved me a lot, but I was also more of a sensitive person. So I, the environment where I grew up, it was, you know, it didn't really nurture who I truly am as a person. And I felt like, you know, when my family ended up breaking up and and there were a lot of issues, I became very depressed. I had a lot of anxiety throughout college and it was really hard for me to figure out who I am. I felt really lost. So I started to, I ended up getting a degree in philosophy and a concentration in psychology. And really all of that was for me kind of just trying to figure out life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and that's kind of, you know, for me, it was pain of feeling lost that led me to want to seek answers so that I could feel better. And then through developing myself in that way, when I ended up getting into the television industry, um, through a completely different path and some other turn, you know, turn of events that happened, I ended up wanting to explore these topics on the show because I was like, you know, that was a really hard time for me. And like, we should, like, I wish there would have been more resources back then, you know, and, and that's where this came from. And, and the more I do it, the more women come forward and they're like, oh my gosh, this helped me too. And this is exactly how I felt as well. So that's what pushes me forward. Sorry if that's a long-winded answer. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, a, it's such a great, great answer, actually. So when, when did it start? When did you start the, the show? So I started the show. Okay, so the the show, the idea for the show, yes, started in 2016. Um, I had moved back in with my parents or with my mom and her fiance out in Fort Worth because I was working at a job I really didn't like at the time, and I needed to like reset my life. And so I asked my mom if I could move in with her. I moved into the guest room. It was kind of a humbling moment for me. When I say kind of, I mean majorly humbling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pretty, pretty tough. And I just remember like thinking of the next chapter and like, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? And, and so I got a poster board and I, I wrote down Bizen TV and I started just like, I, I drew like all these little categories and, and then I started like doing research and I found different YouTube people that I liked. And I started just like, I just researching and, and getting creative. And I, I think that during that time, because I was kind of resetting my life, I had the space to think about the ideal version of a television show that I would want to create. And then as life has it, you know, when you start to get on that path, I ended up getting a job in sports reporting um, in 2017. And I started uh, reporting on the Dallas Cowboys. And through that television show that was on Spectrum Cable, I ended up pitching that producer, my show idea. And Bizen TV was born and it was on Spectrum for a year. And then just this past January 13th, it moved over to ABC and now we're expanding rapidly. So it kind of just, you know, built and, and just kept going from there. I love the journey. And you know what? <laughs> that was not that long ago, really. No, when, you, when you think it about it. When I think about it, it really wasn't. And the only reason that I can think of that it's 
happening, you know, manifesting, if you will, this quickly is because there's just such a need for it Mm. because we're like, we all want to talk about these things and we all want to feel seen and heard and like somebody cares about us, you know? Yes. And you are clearly listening to something within and to the needs that you saw around you and to really be that conduit so that it, it could come through you. You're great at it. I mean, there's, there's nobody that should be doing it, but you, you're, you're right in your lane. And it's, it's really, really cool. When you said that you had that space, you know, you were resetting, you were back with your mom. Tell us about what that included. Is that a meditation process with you? You said you did the the poster board, which reminds me, of course, of a vision board, probably very similar, if not exactly that. Can you tell us a little bit about meditation, where that fits into all of all of this and just your own personal practice? Sure. Um, I definitely was meditating a lot at that time, even more so than I do now. And I it's funny because like, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because it reminds me that, you know, it's time to go back into my practice again, because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like in life when we tend to get overwhelmed or stressed or sad, that's when we look for those tools. Right. And then mm-hmm. we feel like things are doing like we're doing well, we sometimes forget that we still need them to stay on track and to continue doing well. Very, very true. Very wise. Yes. It's, it's yeah. kind of like working out, right? It's not like you 100%. go to the gym. Like, yeah. So now it's like, I need to go back to it because I'm, I'm in, I'm in need again. But at the time I was, um, I was listening to a lot of meditations, just like I was going on YouTube. I was you know, listening to those meditations, I was going to, um, you know, other meditations in person, finding people, um, researching and just really taking that time to be quiet and to be with myself, which I think that's, that's really difficult, you know, at first Mm -hmm. you haven't been doing that. It's almost like at the time, if I hadn't been forced into it, just from needing, you know, some relief from stress. And, um, I don't know if I would have found it. So for me, it really just came from a place of, of necessity and, you know, getting a degree in philosophy, you know, I I was able to study a lot of like Eastern religions, things like that. And so I had, you know, some knowledge of meditation and I started reading about how so many top executives were doing it and this and that. And so I just, I really got into it and I found that it really helped me to give myself permission to listen to myself. Yes, 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 yes. That, that space of quiet and then the messaging that can happen as a result. Did you, did you get a sense that something bigger than you was com- being communicated in those quiet spaces? Were, were you hearing things like, hey, be Zen TV? I mean, like, does it, did it kind of manifest like that? Or, and this is kind of hard to put in words, but what, what is that process like when you are quiet and listening? The best way that I can describe it is 
when you're not meditating, when you're not, you don't have some sort of practice to really, really connect with yourself. You know, you're, you get to where you're just always thinking and you're like figuring things out and you're on the go and you're like, oh, I have to do this today and I have to do that and that, and then I'm going to do this. And then you get really into your emotions, you know, what's going on in your life at that time. And, and you're, it's hard to see the bigger picture when you're not meditating, when you're not taking that space for yourself. So for me, I felt like going within in that way gave me a way to drop all of the thinking and all of the things that were standing in the way of me really being the person that I want to be in this life. So meditating helped me to get in touch with what is it that I really feel? What is it that I really want to do? What do I really believe? And I think that's the best way that I can put it, you know, really put it into words of how it helped me to come up with the concept of the show and how, how it helped me personally to heal. I think that that is very well said. I love the idea of opening up to a bigger perspective and then dropping that thinking mind, that egoic mind that sometimes gets spun around, like you were kind of alluding to just the hustle of, of everyday life and what you have to do and this, this, that, powering through this, moving on to the next task because there's so many things that are thrown at people all the time. But stopping the thinking and sometimes included in that are the thoughts that are getting in the way. Mm -hmm. I, I find for myself that it's almost a, a simplifying process. If I can declutter my mind a bit, I can be more of an open channel for something else to come through. And it, it's very scary, I think, for me to really do that when I feel maybe there's something on the line or I'm really nervous about something. But when I can allow those voices to go to the side and open up to something bigger, I can allow that thing to take the wheel. And I'm, I'm curious if that process goes through you at all as this host of this really successful show. Do you, I mean, do you get nervous? Do you, you know, how do you, how do you prepare for, for shows like that? Well, I was definitely very nervous <laughs> when the show premiered. I literally had a moment where I didn't even want to go to the premiere party, which is insane. <laughs> but I woke up that morning. I was like, I don't know if I can go. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is insane. What am I doing? You know? So I think we all have that moment of being like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is too big. Like it was a fear of success in a way. Like this is way too big. I don't want to, I don't want people to look at me like that. You know, I don't want to be in under a microscope. So for me, it's important that I stay like in the mission and like in the purpose, like when I'm interviewing somebody on the show, like it, I don't feel nervous because I have, you know, my crew around me, I know all of them. They're all super sweet and supportive. Um, they're really talented as well. So I know they're going to edit it well. They're going to, the lighting is going to look great. Um, and they're just like nice people. So I don't feel nervous around them. Uh, my guests are all really carefully chosen and they're people that, 
you know, I genuinely am interested in what they're doing. So when we talk on camera, it's like, I'm really, I don't even think that the cameras are there. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm learning something. I'm curious. And so like, I'm really in the moment, but when I do get nervous, it's around like business decisions or, um, you know, when the show is first premiering, are people going to like it? So it's always around the ego stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing that that's when fear pops up for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, when you mentioned just now with um, really connecting to the environment, your your crew, it's so important that you've surrounded yourself with such good people and also the people that you've selected to be your guests. What kinds of things have you learned from some of your guests? Because you, you really have some amazing people. So what, what stands out for you as some of the, some of the big ones that have resonated with you even well after the interview? I think that, you know, everybody, everybody that I've interviewed has had, you know, every, I guess the best way to say it is the more I do this, the more I realize that like every single human being has a light inside them. Right. And everybody has certain gifts. You know, we may be bad at some things or whatever, but like, we all have gifts, we all have something. And so what I keep hearing from each guest and, and we've had like, yeah, like New York times, bestselling authors, like Jen Sincero, we've had Susie Batiz come on, who's built a multi-million dollar company. I mean, we've had so many great guests and what I keep hearing from them that I would like to, to share with, with your listeners, the thread is just that you have to be you, like you have to tap into your light. And that's why I think it's so cool that you're doing this mindfulness podcast, that you teach meditation, that you help people do that, because that's really the best way that I've found to do that for myself. And then when I meet these other people that have accomplished extraordinary things, or they're just happy, you know, people that are also just mm-hmm. happy, which is a huge accomplishment. Um, it's because they know themselves and they've given themselves permission to love themselves and like live in a way that just feels true and fun for them. Yay. So much yay on that. Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's not ahead, any one thing. And, and that's something that's kind of funny that's coming through this show. It's like, you know, one person might have tips. Like we had, we have an amazing lawyer on the show right now, Amanda Montgomery. She's a female lawyer and she teaches us how to be our own best advocate, like in work situations and in our relationships and how to negotiate things. And like, that's her light, you know, and, and that's really cool. But like, you, if you're trying to emulate someone, you can't try to have the same light that they have, right? You have to go within you. So that's why the format of the show is really for everybody from like all different walks of life to come and share their light so we can learn from each other rather than try to be like each other. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that this idea of discovering your light and mm-hmm. your passion and really getting involved with what that is for for you mm-hmm. is part of the most amazing discovery process and i've talked to people in my my counseling my coaching 
world where some people don't have a full grasp of what that is. And I think that the meditation and process or experience is probably, I wonder if you would agree or not, one of the best places to learn and to discover. And maybe what you thought was your passion, actually, maybe it's even something different or has a different tone to it. I think that the process itself of of stopping, getting quiet, getting still, connecting to the body in a way that is different, not that sort of egoic place that you and I were talking about earlier, but really kind of dropping in and connecting to something in the body through the breath can open up what that might be. I, I have to say for for me, this podcast was born from a meditation. I This was oh, not wow. even on my radar. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, similar to, I think, your your process of doing a lot of meditation and getting the idea for, for Bees on TV, but I think for people who are listening who may think, well, okay, that's all good and well for you guys, but mm-hmm. I don't really know what my passion is. I don't really know what sparks me or what my light is. Would you, you know, what what would you say to that or, or add to that in terms of helping people fully discover or begin to discover what their light is if they don't feel they know? Wow. Wow. That's such a good question. Um, I would tell people to start with their darkness to find their light. And, and that sounds a little bit cryptic, but, you know, we have... Like, I would ask them, you know, like, what is it in your life right now that makes you feel anxious? You know, and and then, like, think through that. Like, for me, you know, yeah, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't get any sports reporter job offers anytime soon um, that are great deals. But I was a sports reporter, and it gave me such anxiety because I that's not my wheelhouse. I'm really not great at it, right? Um And so that, like, for me, as an example, that would be like, that's my anxiety. Okay. And then I would think through, why am I anxious? Okay. What is it about that? That doesn't really seem to fit me. And then what would I rather do? And and like, what would be the solution to that in my perfect world? And so for me, I feel like if you start with the things that aren't working and then you just let yourself kind of daydream about like, what would work? Like what would be awesome, you know? And then that, starts to really point you in the right direction to, you know, how to get closer to what it is that will really light you up. I am so glad that you said this exactly the way you did, because I think this is the thing that is oftentimes the the hardest thing for people to do. It's Mm -hmm. human nature, right? Totally, right? It's it's human nature for us to avoid discomfort, avoid pain at all costs, right? right? So, you know, in essence, your your call as an invitation to move towards lean in to the place of discomfort so that it can be a teacher. And I think that that's so wise and and I think most most of us, I mean that that's kind of the the um the resistance place, right? Is like, oh, that's not comfortable. I think I need to eat, drink, shop, do something else, go on the internet. Like, I don't want 
I don't want to do what you just said, you know, but it's, it's that gentle awareness that even though there's a lot of counterintuitiveness about that, the human condition is wanting to protect itself. Mm -hmm. But if we can just kind of go, wait a minute, hold on. Yes, this, this is the template. And here I am again, you know, because we can go through these patterns where we're good. It's all gravy for a long, long time. And then boom, we're like, wait, what, why is it all not working again? And then kind of remembering this, this formula really of it's okay to go in. It's okay to explore that. And it's got to be a teacher for us. Right. And, and I love that you say like, it's okay to go in and explore that mm. because like, so like in my case, I mean, I wasn't on track, you know, in air quotes with my purpose until, I mean, I'm 32 years old now. So like, and so it was like just a couple of years ago and really just now it's moving forward. So, you know, I don't think it's, it's necessarily like once you figure it out that you have to move on it right now. Um, it's also about just like giving yourself space to be honest with yourself. And then you can like decide when you want to maneuver that, when you want to go forward and like how it's going to look for you. Right. Like I couldn't just jump from my last job into my own talk show, you know, covering topics that I love. It took some time and and there was definitely a long period of time where I knew that I wasn't quite doing the right thing, but I didn't know how to get from point A to point B where I am now. So for me, it was just, instead of blocking that out, like journaling about it and, and daydreaming about it, you know, making the poster board and then like letting myself be curious and, and, you know, and that that was a hard time though, because I definitely had awareness that I wasn't where I wanted to be in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not always like, like, it's kind of a messy process, right? This, being human thing and figuring out our purpose. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I, I always, I always love the word intimacy because it's like into the messy, you know? And yes. Oh, I've never heard into the messy. I like that. Yeah. I'm that down. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And go in there, just let it be messy for a while. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that's the, the theme that's really coming through for me. And I, I love how each guest so far has so much wisdom and but just kind of a different it's kind of shining the light in a like a slightly different way mm-hmm. on the same subject matter but what i'm really getting from you is just that permission to feel it and the 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 okayness the safe that it, it's really safe actually mm-hmm. to go in i do an exercise this is reminding me of something that i do with clients that I've been doing this for years and years and years, and I've never not once had any clients say, oh, well, this sucked. Like, I didn't get anything out of this, and why did we do this? It's Mm -hmm. always been useful to some degree or another. I think maybe for some more than others, of course. But it's an exercise called I think, I feel versus I am. And I ask people, yeah, and I ask people to draw a line down the center of the paper so you're making two columns. And on the I think and I feel side, you're writing down just whatever's going on in life. You know, I'm feeling anxious. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm nervous about this or I'm feeling whatever. And you just write whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, the other question of, well, who am I as a person? 
what are the things about me that don't change? The I think and the I feel, that's all the transitory nature of life. Those are the ups, the downs that you and I were talking about earlier. But then on the other side, it's that, who? what is my essence? Who am I at my core? What is it about me that doesn't change? And then helping, and then, you know, and I always make the disclaimer, you can spend your entire life examining that question. It's not that important that you have a lot written down, but at least one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And usually for people, it's like they can tap into something nice about themselves, like that they're kind, that they're good, that they're loving, that they, you know, whatever. There's something nice there. And that's the holding environment that can sit and hold a space that is sometimes really difficult, i.e., sometimes the stuff on the I think and the I feel can be very, very loud. And we begin to merge. The I think and the I feel becomes the I am. We're like, oh my God, I am just the stress ball or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're really the I am. And and what's coming up is the feeling of nervousness. But how can I sit with that? How can I be with that in a way that allows the exploration? And if I'm coming at it from the I'm safe, I'm in the I am, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Most people get scared when they encounter anything on the I think or the I feel column because we don't remember our I amness. Wow. Yeah, that's such a good point. I really love that. I'm going to use that. (laughs) Please do. I'm going to use that technique. I love that because, you know, we're never, we're never really done with figuring this stuff out. Like we're always like how you said, it's just messy, you know, and like life is always going to be kind of messy. And I think the problem is when people feel shamed into feeling like they can't be messy, Mm -hmm. that's when we have like the big problems. And then people are denying who they really are. And then, you know, you don't feel fulfilled and you don't know why. And and that's when it gets really confusing. Mm -hmm. If we just accept like, Hey, I'm human. I'm messy. You know, I have compassion for myself. Yes. 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 Figure it out. And and you can at least be authentic. You're not going to be perfect, right? No one is, but like you can at least be authentic and that feels really good. Indeed. Oh my God. Absolutely. And oh my gosh, I'm already looking at our time. I can't believe it. So I'm going (laughs) to ask you maybe one or two more questions. What, since we're sort of talking about self self-compassion really and in, in, in being gentle and kind when we hit um, some of the disturbances that life will present so that we grow and we really can put more light in the body. What do you do for self-care? What, what things help you recharge? Mm, for me, it's probably like sleep. <laughs> Just letting myself lay around if I'm tired. Um, That's such a big gift and luxury. I mean, (laughs) that's amazing. Sleep, yes. Like yesterday, you know, I've I've been traveling a lot, and I um, and I had an event to go to this morning, which was great. And I judged some film festival stuff yesterday, and it was awesome. But like, it's just been really busy. Mm-hmm. And so instead of feeling like, oh, I need to do something, you know, Saturday night or whatever, I need to go and you know catch up with friends or I need to, you know, keep moving. Um, I was like, I'm just going to sit on the couch 
and I'm going to watch whatever I want to watch on Netflix and I'm going to like get some food and I'm just going to like do nothing and just be super lazy. And then I'm going to sleep in tomorrow and I'm going to be late. And like, to me, that's like awesome (laughs) self-care. That is awesome self-care. So I have to ask you, what did you find on Netflix that that oh. caught your eye? And no, ju- there, this is a judgment-free zone. Right? Good, I'm glad. <laughs> girl, you should see my cue and what I watch. <laughs> same, same. Well, last night I watched Amy Schumer's new special, Growing. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, have it's funny. It? Super funny. I loved funny. it. I love it too. I really like her. I think she's super, um, she's super real and I loved it. It was so much fun. I watched that. And then, um, I watched some Queer Eye. I I've love been watching that too. Really? <laughs> it's funny it's so them. cute, right? Yeah, I love them. They're so <laughs> sweet and fun. And like, so I just watched some, you know, something that made me laugh and then something that made me feel good and was uplifting and I had some vegan tikka masala from Trader Joe's and I had an amazing Saturday night. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. This is a nice segue into our our next segment, Hummus Among Us. You mentioned vegan. Are, what what kinds of foods do you like to eat? Are you vegan or just, just happen to eat a vegan dish? So I try to stick with plant-based. Um, the only time that I eat meat for the most part is when I go to Wyoming to visit my boyfriend. He lives in Jackson Hole and they get their food, their meat from um, like from actual farms there in Wyoming. You know that the animals are like, you know, able to run free and it's like a healthy environment for them and it's healthy for people people to eat. So I will eat meat when I'm up there because I know those animals like had a nice full life. Mm. Um, but other than that, when I'm like in Dallas and I don't have like a source of, of meat like that, I, I just eat plant-based. So, um, yeah, but I love hummus. It's so good. And we're, okay. you're like, which one do you like? And I'm really into the olive tapenade situation from Sabra and I'm going to put pretzels in it because I really like dipping pretzels in it. How fun. Pretzels. That's new. I haven't had anyone do pretzels. So, okay, let's, let's definitely make the turn to our, our Sabra olive tapenade. How do you say that correctly? Tapenade? Tapenade, but I don't know. I might be wrong. What if I'm wrong and I'm saying it like really (laughs) like very good. No, no. Tapenade for sure. Let's go all in. We have to do it that way. Yeah. Well, okay. What's fun about this is everybody so far has been including hummus that I never, ever eat. And I thought that I was, you know, pretty all over the board with, oh yeah, I've had this, I've had that round. Well versed in hummus, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, this is why why I I like doing this segment because I continue to learn. I've had Sabra hummus before, but I've never had the one with this olive stuff all over it. Now, (laughs) got to ask you a question because I want to do it the way you're doing it. It's it's beautifully laid out in the center and then Mm -hmm. there's these, this like herb stuff all around it. Do you mix it all together or how does Brittany eat this hummus? Well, I take my pretzel or, or whatever chosen vehicle, sometimes <laughs> those Stacy's pita chips, and I just stick it right in the middle okay. <laughs> and I get the olive on there 
I don't mix it. I just stick it in the middle. But <gasps> oh. I, what are you dipping, by the way? Okay, I have cucumbers, but okay, I oh, love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love the fact that I asked that because I would have done it completely different. I would have taken my cucumber and stirred it all around, but I want to do this the Brittany <laughs> way. You're so, funny. so we're going to go in straight down the middle and, and it, okay. it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not really getting a lot of the hummus with this first initial bite. Is that part of the process? So you go, you want to go more towards the outskirt of the, of the olives. Okay. <laughs> you're getting a lot of olive and then like a little bit of hummus. Cause you're going to then like go down into the middle and you're going to come out towards the hummus and you're going to get some hummus on there too. Okay. Love it. Okay. <laughs> everybody that's listening, I think we're at the point, Brittany, is this correct that we're at the point of a chewing sound? Cause I like to give it's people to a warning. Yes. Okay. Morning, guys. It's happening. Just close your ears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right. Hmm. It's really good, huh? Yes. What do you think? Do you like the olive? I do. Here's my thing about olives. I have been to the point of getting stuck in my ways, I think. <laughs> with olives really but this is such a great opportunity to go beyond what I think I know or want to have in my life in terms of, of anything but with these olives so the only time I have olives are if I go speaking of vegan when I go to um, spiral diner and I get the mm-hmm. nacho supremo I love the olives on on those nachos and oh, right and then I love olives if I have pizza. I love olives there. But Mm -hmm. other than that, you'll never really see me with an olive. Like an olives, I don't really do a lot of olives. So this is really nice because two different flavors that that never come together for me ever. Mm -hmm. Do you like them together now that you're having them together? Yes. I want to get another bite and I kind of want to stir it around a bit yeah get in there yeah do you think that you'll eat it like this again or no let me see now (laughs) now I'm gonna do so I did the Britney style now I'm gonna do the Melly style this is the way your twist right okay let me see how I like it when it's more just kind of stirred around I really like that second bite a lot. You I like think, it more stirred so it's like more even? Yeah, and maybe less heavy on the olives, more like the, the olives would be more diffused throughout. That's uh, for me a more, um, like you get the hint of the the olives, but it wasn't as many olives. So I think it's just an issue for me on olives and how much my palate is used to them and not used to them. So, okay, now I got to ask you about olives. Do, do you like olives and other things? I do. You're I a really, olive girl. Wow. I do like olives in a lot of things. <laughs> I, I also eat them on pizza. I like them in salads. Like I really like them. Yay. I like the fact yeah. that you like olives so much. Mm-hmm. And I always see them at um, Whole Foods and Central Market, those olive stations. Do you ever just go buy 
different pickled onions, I guess they are? Um, I don't like onions, so I, I definitely stay away from those. Is that what you're asking? Of pickled olives, I meant oh, to say. okay. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, no, um, yes. I love to go over there because they have all different, like, varieties. And the ones that have, like, the almonds in the middle, those are good, too. Oh. Those are really good. So an olive with some kind of crunch. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Okay, yeah. See, I don't know enough about olives. You're expanding my view. I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm so happy to help with olives. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think they're really good. They kind of, they kind of fill you up. They give you a little, little something to snack on. They're light. I just love them. I'm a fan. Mm Ah, um, I'm well. I'm a fan of you. What, <laughs> um, I'm a fan of you too. Aw, thank you. Um, if we were to leave with, I don't know, anything that maybe I didn't ask you that has come to mind for you to say or share, is, is does anything feel left unsaid? I guess the only thing that comes to mind that I want to share with anybody listening. It's just that, I guess, just like allow yourself to, to be human, you know, allow yourself to feel all your feelings and, you know, just know that like, if you feel anxious or if you feel depressed or if you feel, you know, like you're not on track, that like all of that's okay too. And all that's normal. And it doesn't mean that you're not on track. It could mean that you're getting closer to finding out where it is that you are supposed to be. So just to, to be easy on yourself and, and uh, know that it's a process and that everybody has, you know, a light and something that they do well and something that they're meant for. And so just to trust that and, and not be afraid to go in and figure out what that is for you. That's really well said, Brittany. And by, by you sharing your light and, and going through some of those darker periods of searching within, you are now an example of a light in the world. And you're doing so many really, really worthwhile and meaningful things. And you're sharing that light so that other people can feel that and feel that within them and maybe spark something for themselves. And that's a great gift. So you are amazing. And I have learned a lot from your presence. And I thank you for for making time today to talk. Thank you so much, Melissa. And, and just to, to turn it back to you, thank you for creating a platform, you know, that that allows me to share that side of myself and that allows other people to share that side of themselves too, because you know, there's not always a, a place or a platform or a way that we can think of ourselves to to have these conversations and share these thoughts and things with other people. So thank you for, you know, sending me such deep thought-provoking questions and and for helping uh, to facilitate the process of, of, you know, really sharing all of this good, positive, um, loving energy. Mm, thank you, Brittany. Um, one last question before we go, which as you were saying that it made me think of this, you do this type of thing where you interview people. What was it like to be the person 
answering the questions. And maybe you do a lot of interviews also where, where this happens. I don't know that. So was it different for you to be on the other end of the questions? Oh my gosh, it was so different. <laughs> and, and it was awesome. Like I actually, I was nervous. Okay, so you asked me if I ever get nervous. I don't get nervous because when I'm doing my show, I'm just like, I've researched the person and, and I'm just like, I look at it like, oh, I'm going to learn something. And like, this is what I want to know about you. And this is, and it's the energy is really on the other person for me when I'm doing that. And with this, you know, it's like, yeah, it's different. And I'm like sharing what I really think and like getting kind of vulnerable and, and opening up. So that's actually really, really good for me to do. And, and like, I've never, this is my first ever podcast that like where anyone's ever interviewed me. And I don't think like I've done some, like I mostly MC events even. And I, even in, even in the live events, I'm interviewing other people really. Mm -hmm. So this is, I think this is my first time I've ever been interviewed like ever, Melissa. Heck yes. Yes. (laughs) You're the first. I'm the first one. Thank you for like helping me to do this and kind of breaking me in and like, you know, helping me kind of navigate this and putting me in the hot seat for once. Ah. Oh my God. That's so cool. Well, thank you for sharing that and, and some of that vulnerability, you know, whenever we're doing something just a little bit different. Yeah, I think it does. And so for me, right, this, you're my seventh interview, right? So I oh my still, gosh, you're such a natural though. Oh gosh. Thank you, Brittany. It's such a natural. It took me like years to get to where I could be comfortable on camera. You're killing it. Oh, well, Let's be clear. There's no camera here. <laughs> so, you know, like, audio, I feel like is even more intimate because you're like in their ear, like there's nothing else to distract, you know, like they, it's not like there's TV where there's like graphics and like outfits and stuff. Like cut this away, is cut away, cut away. Exactly. Like edit that out. <laughs> or like, you know, oh, they won't notice. It was really quick. You know, but with this, it's like audio is like, it's just straight up audio. Like you can't really hide. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, well, this was a shared, yeah. a shared <laughs> meeting in the middle of, of both of our openness, I think. And then, totally. you know, I mean, I can't say I was all like nervous all throughout, but beforehand, and this is actually funny this is going back to something I learned from your interview with Susie. You guys talked a little bit about the, like that, just like little thing of nervousness is just the aliveness, you know, it just means that you're alive and it's good. It's like, and I look at that also as like, I care, you know, if I totally did not care, then, you know, I'd be a little like nervous that I'm not nervous. Like that's that little, little piece of it just means that, yeah, I don't want it to completely, you know, suck basically, you know? And, and so that, that keeps the energy in a good place, but then it is so much of just like, okay, then you got to get out of your head, girl, and just let this thing be what it is, you know? Totally. I I think it's like that happy medium. Like we talk about, like we just talked about with like the messy. Yeah. You know, being into yourself, being messy. Like, it's like, that's a messy thing. It's like, I'm nervous because I'm putting myself out there. Right. But then at the same time, it's like, if I wasn't nervous at all, it'd be like, I wouldn't have any energy. It wouldn't probably wouldn't even be interesting to watch. So it's like, with what we're doing, it's like, I think that's just part of being messy humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just going to be a little like, you know, a little mm-hmm. nervous. It's going to be a little bit new, but it's also like exciting. And 
I thought that was a cool way that Susie put it also, because that day I was extremely nervous because that was the first, it was the premiere of the show on like a big network. Mm -hmm. I've never been more nervous in my life. Honestly, I was shocked that it came out uh, <laughs> to be a good episode. I'm not kidding. Like I was shocked. Wow. Yeah, I it was, was really so nervous. Uh. I was so happy that people liked it because I felt so nervous. Wow. Well, yes. And we yet again, another testament to just leaning into that discomfort because something beautiful comes from that crack from that from that vulnerability so i love the message that you've shared all through our conversation and i once again want to thank you and tell you goodbye for now thank you so much melissa goodbye yes goodbye for now but i, I definitely want to come to some of your meditations and and um continue to connect with you so appreciate you having me on I really do um yes I can't wait for that thank you Brittany bye bye I hope you enjoyed the podcast today if you did please share it let me know what you think and please subscribe I'll be back in a couple weeks with a new guest and a new perspective on the meditation experience. Till then, love yourself and love others. Mm -hmm.